Hello and welcome to The Joy Randolph Show, a show where you can discover simple and easy ways to increase your feeling of joy every day. I'm your host and coach, Joy Randolph. My obsession is helping mothers increase their capacity to feel joy with themselves, with their lives, their relationships, their health, and career. Today, I have to ask, does cooking feel like a chore? Do you like to cook? Are you tired of cooking? Are you bored of cooking? Cooking makes me feel... Just take a moment to fill in the blank. How does cooking make you feel right now? I wanted to bring this up because one of the ways that our lives can feel stressful is when we have a lot of things to do. And cooking can quite easily be one of the many things we have to stay on top of. If you work and have kids, you've got your job and then you've got your kids and somehow in the middle of that, you've also got to make a meal. And what if your kids don't even like the meal that you've made for them? And if you're a full-time parent and you have one or more kids, it can feel hard to just enjoy cooking because your hands aren't free. And I can definitely relate to this. So let me start with a story. A few years ago, when I was training to be a health coach, I was so passionate about finding easy ways that I could be healthy and I could also help my clients to live healthier lives. And I knew that one of the things that are, or that make it very difficult to be healthy is food. If you're not enjoying healthy food, if you don't like cooking healthy food, if you don't like making healthy food, it's extremely difficult to be as healthy as you can be because we tend to eat the foods we've always eaten, etc. So I thought, why don't I challenge myself to cook at least three new healthy recipes every single week? And so I did. I cooked three new healthy recipes every single week for an entire year. Now this challenge was amazing. It was so much fun because not only did I get to learn about all the different types of fruits and vegetables and ways of cooking, I got to try different cuisines and try and make foods from different cultures. And I fell in love with cooking. I fell in love with food. And my weight also ended up being the lowest it had ever been. It was like a win-win. Lots of food, lots of love, and weight loss at the same time. Now, my husband, he loved it because he would come home from work. And he would tell me that one of the things he loved to do was to leave the office and have no idea what food he found on the table. And it just created this amazing bond for us because we'd be living in an apartment in London. And as he comes out of the lift, he would be walking down the corridor and he'd be able to smell the food that I was making. And he would be so excited. And, you know, I'd light a candle and we'd sit at the table and we'd talk and we'd connect. It was just so romantic. And I'd always make leftovers and I'd pack the leftovers in his lunchbox. 
and he'd go to the office and when he was at work, his colleagues would say, oh my God, what is that? And he would sit there and he'd eat his meal and he just had so much pride in his food and I just had so much joy and satisfaction from making healthy food. So when I got pregnant, I was so excited because I was like, I can't wait to feed my baby healthy meals and this is going to be great. And I remember one of the first books I bought, uh, Skylar, was The Avocado Baby. And um, her first food was an avocado and she loved it. And she used to eat broccoli and eat healthy meals. And she was just a healthy, food-loving girl. But then things changed. After my daughter hit about two, her taste buds started to change. All the healthy foods that she used to love growing up, broccoli, various different vegetables, she didn't want it anymore. All of a sudden, she went from loving having kind of like Thai food or Japanese food to wanting the most plain food you can find, which is like plain chicken with no herbs, no spices, just plain chicken, plain rice, plain bread, no jam, no nut, just plain everything. But the hardest thing, the hardest thing was after I would have put a lot of love into a recipe was to put it on the plate and then for my daughter to look at it and just say, no, I'm not going to try that. No, I'm not going to eat that. No, I'm not even going to have a bite. No, I won't even lick it. And as I would try and cook some of the things that she used to enjoy and she would reject that, I started developing a fear of cooking. My love and joy of cooking was just gone because I feared putting a lot of effort into cooking only to find that my children wouldn't eat it and I would be essentially cooking for myself, which was so hard because I love cooking not just for myself, but definitely also for the people that I love. Now, I'm not quite sure what your relationship with cooking is, but chances are, if you're a mother, you've had your own experience of maybe struggling with cooking when you have children, particularly if you have young children and your hands are full. Maybe you don't get enough time alone in the kitchen to make a meal that you were excited to make. Or maybe even if you do have time to cook, even after you put in all that effort, maybe your child doesn't even eat the meal and they want something that they can just, they want something from a packet that they can just open up and, and nibble on. Or maybe you just have a lot of things to do. You know, there's some working moms that work outside the home and they come home and they're with their kids and the whole idea of making something fresh can just feel like another thing to do that's taking away time that you would otherwise like to spend bonding with your child. And for some moms, they just have hated cooking from day one. Cooking was never fun to begin with. And now we have to cook not only for our family, but now we have to cook for a toddler or a child or a teenager that's constantly hungry. Now, if you relate to any of these, I just want to say, I see you. If cooking has become somewhat of a chore, meal planning, ordering groceries, trying to figure out what to feed your hungry children, and it's still not being enough, if you're tired of that, I 
see you. Here's one challenge though. What I've noticed is that even if I don't enjoy it, it doesn't change the fact that I still need to cook. And if I'm still cooking and I'm not getting joy from cooking, then I'm actually missing an opportunity to get a little sprinkle of joy in my day. When I hold on to the belief that I have to make food, I do it because I have to. I don't cook what I want to. I cook what I have to cook because this is what's easy to cook. This is what my kids want me to cook and I'm just getting it over and done with. If that's how I feel about the food that I'm making, I've actually personally missed an opportunity to bring joy back into my life. Because cooking can truly be a source of joy. It can't if I hold on to the belief that it isn't a source of joy when you have kids. But if I instead believe that actually one simple way that I can feel joy, because I am already cooking, I'm cooking every day regardless. So it's not that I have to do something new. It's not like I have to start cooking when I wasn't cooking in the first place. It's not like I have to add this task. I'm already doing it. But if there is a way to feel joy as I do it, it can shift things so much. A classic example of this is if you go to a restaurant. How many times have you gone to a restaurant where the food has been okay, or it's been good, but there is always that one restaurant where you taste the food and it is divine. It is heavenly and you can always tell the difference between the meals that were made by chefs that absolutely love their job and chefs that are really really well paid and appreciated and you can always always tell when that food was made with love and passion and even if you were to think about your own life experience, have you ever walked into a home where you have noticed someone in the kitchen making food and you can tell they're enjoying it and it smells amazing and that person didn't even need to be a chef. They are just someone's mom. And that mom made that food with so much love. And if you've had a bad day or a stressful day or even just a good day and you come and sit at the dinner table and it's you and your sister or your brother or just your parents or your in-laws, whomever it is, your friend's parents, whomever it is, you sit together as a table, the food's right in front of you, you have your first bite and it's like,
and that person isn't even a chef. It's just someone's mom. Now, what does that chef and that mom have in common? It's not cooking school. They have put what's called vitamin L into their food, which is vitamin love. Now, if we figure out a way to put vitamin L into our food, not only does it literally change the energy of our food because food made with love feels differently to food made just really quickly and with dislike and with frustration and just you know, putting stuff in the microwave or putting stuff in the pot and just quickly stirring things and putting things into a pan or into the oven and putting it on the plate and here, there you go. If I'm ever at a restaurant and I'm getting bad customer service and someone just puts the plate on my table and they don't want to be there, before I've even had a taste, I already assume the food's not going to taste that good. I already assume I don't want it. Now, we know that when we go to a restaurant and someone serves us like that, that we don't want to go back. But just a question here. Are we serving ourselves and our families like that customer service person that's just doesn't want to do the job? Or are we serving ourselves and our families the same way that we love to be served? Now, this is not to say that someone is a better mom because they serve with more love or passion when they cook. That's not what I'm saying at all, because I know that I'm an individual. I'm a person, for example, that has spent a long time serving myself, cooking for myself and loving it and loving the food and also serving my husband for a year and loving the food that I was cooking for him and him feeling the vitamin L. And I am the same person. And yet, fast forward a few years with kids and my life situation, I honestly was struggling to even figure out what new recipe to cook because I was just so overwhelmed by the fear that my kids wouldn't even like it. So what's the point? And if I give in to that feeling of what's the point, what ends up happening is I end up taking away the vitamin L. There is a point, and that point is joy and love. And to do it not so that your kids love the food that they're eating, because we can never control what our children will love and won't love, but we do it so that in the process of cooking, we feel joy and we feel love. And that is the way that we increase our feeling of love for ourselves. And if our children pick up on that, amazing. Amazing. Because they may also learn to love themselves and take care of themselves in that same way. The question is, how do we do this? How do we add vitamin L into our food when we're already overwhelmed with so many things to do? So I've actually created a list 
of simple ways you can make cooking more fun. And what I invite you to do is to listen to this list. Grab your phone, grab your digital journal or physical journal. And if any of these ideas resonate, write them down and try it. Try it a couple times and see if it helps to increase your feeling of joy when you cook just a little bit. Because even if it's just a little bit, that little bit is enough to make your day feel a little bit better. So one way to do it is to start meal prepping. Now, I haven't meal prepped in a long time, and this is actually a reminder for myself that I probably should because I did meal prep for quite a bit of time after having my first child. Because one of the things that I noticed is that because I was working on my business and I was mothering as well, I didn't really have enough time at the end of the day to make food fluff. And so what I would instead do is I would get towards the end of the day and then I'd be like, oh, look at the time. And then I'd go to the fridge and I'd grab the ingredients and I'd chop everything up really quickly. And I'd be checking the time. And I'd be thinking, crap, like there's only X minutes left. And, oh, I still need to put things in the oven. And, oh, you know, my daughter's uh, bedtime routine needs to start soon. Otherwise she's going to be overtired and then she's going to cry. And I'll be talking really fast like this in my head and I'll be moving really quickly. And then I go serve the table and blah, 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 blah. Like that's how manic cooking felt. When I actually set aside 30 minutes, 30 minutes on a Sunday to grab the fresh groceries that had just been delivered, chop up the vegetables, seal them in a container, put them back in the fridge. Sunday meal prep was the only time that I could do it. Game changer, absolute game changer. Because what it meant was that on the days that I was cooking during the week, I didn't have to cut anything. I could literally just open um, a pack of chopped up carrots or chopped up onions or chopped up potatoes, whatever it was, just open that pack, spray it on the pan, spray it on whatever it is that I'm, you know, the foil, whatever it is, put it in the oven. And it was, that was dinner. It was like putting in a takeaway. It was great. So definitely recommend that. It will simplify your life. Another thing you can do that I love to do is to just add music, play some music. This is something that my family and I do. We will put music on and we will dance. Literally my youngest in particular, she is one that even before she could walk, she was dancing and moving and loving it. And my eldest would also love to dance with me and it was fun. Now, if I'm alone, it's also great if you get to do something a little bit more grown up. So for some people, this might be watching a TV show. So I would love to watch. And I haven't done this in a while, but I, when I do get a chance, I do love to watch Real Housewives, whatever show you want to do, and just put it on in the background, something that is really not important and that will make you laugh and help you feel like you're having a chat with a grown up when you've been with your kids all day, or even if you just want to do that because it's just fun. Um, another thing you can do is you can involve your kids. So ask your kids to pick a recipe, order it in advance, and then cook it together. Now, this is a game changer. I 
love cooking with my children. Sure, there are times, particularly when time is limited, when maybe you don't want to cook with your kids because you really just want to chop vegetables and you just want to put the stuff in the oven, particularly if you haven't meal prepped. However, when you have time or when you allow yourself to slow down and you allow your child to start cutting the vegetables or to start stirring something that's in the pan, they really, really enjoy it. And so I think cooking with your children is amazing because you, you start to see the little independence developing. You start to see their skills developing. You start to see them light up. You start to see their curiosity going in. And it because they've made it, they also feel like they've put some vitamin L into it. And it's just when you end up sitting at the table together and you know that your kids literally chopped things up or they added a herb, even if it was too much of a certain herb, and you know they've done it, it feels different. It feels like this meal was made by your kids, which is such a great feeling. Another thing you can do is you can ask your partner to take the kids and leave you with your own quiet space and peace to make dinner. I love this. So if my husband is home and he can take the kids, I will just be like, honey, take the kids. I want to cook in peace. My eldest daughter may be like, mom, can I cook with you? But if you're feeling overstimulated and in that moment, you're just feeling like I need a rest, which we talked about in the last episode. So if you haven't checked that, then make sure you listen to that because I talk in more depth about how to feel and create more joy in your life when you've been when you've had a long and stressful day with the kids. But if you've had a, that long stressful day with the kids, at that point maybe cooking with your kids isn't the right thing to do. And instead, asking your partner to take the kids whilst you have your peaceful cooking moment where you can cook whatever you want and have fun, totally recommend it. Another thing you can do is you can buy tools that simplify your life. Now, some tools are more expensive, but other tools are crazy cheap, and yet they make cooking so much more fun. Just the other day, I was watching a TikTok, and someone had posted a video of them peeling an onion with, um, of them cutting an onion with a peeler. It's so simple. Like, many people have peelers. It's already a tool that you already have in your cupboard. And yet that simplified chopping up onions in a crazy way, like it made it so much faster, so much easier. And I was like, how did I not know this? So sometimes the tools that you use make cooking more fun. Another idea was like, I was watching this TikTok where someone had posted a video of a sandwich cutter and sealer. And I was like, if you're making sandwiches for your kids and just making these like square sandwiches and taking off off the crust is like so boring for you. One of the things you could do is just get a sandwich cutter and and sealer. And there was this really cool video where this mom showed how she makes the coolest looking sandwiches I have ever seen. Like when I went to school and I had a lunchbox, my sandwiches never looked like that. And, you know, as a child, when you go out with your friends 
and you're all grabbing out your lunch boxes. There's always that one kid that's mom put in like special homemade, you know, something balls where they've got like some sort of special snack or they've got a special sandwich. And, you know, I didn't have that. And I have wanted to be the mom that puts really nice things where my child opens, you know, her lunchbox at school or whatever. And she goes, Hmm, that looks so yummy. And she's really excited to eat it. And even though that's been my desire, I haven't known how to do that. In fact, the idea of doing that actually feels very overwhelming and I don't feel I am that mom. But once I discover simple and easy tools to execute that, that literally don't take or require more of my time, do it because you can achieve your goals with no extra effort, which is great. Uh, another thing you could do is if you want, you can t join a cooking class. Sometimes you don't even need to cook for yourself or for your kids. Sometimes you just need to get out of the house and do a cooking class with grown-ups and drink some wine or drink whatever you want to drink and learn something that you feel could help bring more joy into your cooking and your way of life at home. So this is more an investment into yourself, into your skills. The reality is, is that as a mom, it can feel like I spend so much time managing the home, taking care of the home, taking care of the family that I, when I'm away from the kids, I just want to do something for myself that has nothing to do with the home. And I totally get that. At the same time, I do think there is something to investing in our skills, investing in our um, abilities, because if we learn how to simplify our lives, if we learn how to cook more efficiently, if we learn how to make our pastas, which we are already making, have that little kick in the taste, like if we learn that and it doesn't require an extra effort and it brings more joy into our life and less stress, I'm like, go for it. In our working lives, we know that if we do a training course or if we study something or we are trained or mentored by something, we know that it makes our job easier and we know that it makes our job more fun because when we are doing well, our job feels more fun. When we are struggling, our job doesn't feel as fun. So that's an easy thing that we can do. Another thing you can do is you can just go on Pinterest or go to any platform you like, whether it's a personal trainer and they have an app or a nutritionist and they have an app or a book. Pick any recipe that you think looks divine be mindful of how many minutes it will take and pick something that you think is realistic and feasible for you to make and just cook it. And you can do this once a month, once a fortnight, just something to change it up that excites you. I'll never forget the times when I have done that. And not only have I surprised myself with how good something has tasted, but I've surprised my family. And the best surprise of all is when I make something and I don't expect my kids to eat it and they end up eating it anyway, and they finish the plate, then I'm like, wow, what a win. And it's made cooking worth it, particularly when I don't have the expectation of them liking it in the first place. And I picked a recipe just because I was personally excited about it. So do what excites you. Another thing you can do, which is really simple, is to just listen to an audiobook or a podcast. 
Um, you can play a podcast that is child-friendly if you've got your kids around or if you don't have your kids around because someone else is watching them or maybe they're watching TV or maybe they're studying or they're playing with their toys or whatever. Uh, one of the things I like to do is sometimes put one earphone in and I will listen to my audiobook or podcast even if it's just with one, one earphone. And last but not least is to also buy food locally. This is a game changer. An easy example is every week, every Sunday, my family and I have chicken and my husband makes the best chicken. I am surprised because as someone that's from South Africa and someone that is 100% African biologically, even though I am British, it's, it's funny because my husband, who used to be a terrible cook, now makes chicken that is the bomb. It is like an amazing chicken. One of the things that shifted things was I buy the food locally. I go to our local butcher after a baby class when I'm with River and I walk in there and I know the butcher and I order the same thing every single week and we go home and my husband makes it on the Sunday and it's divine. And just having local food that's grown locally, whether it's fruits, vegetables, produce, whatever, or meats, it's been nurtured by a farmer, or you have grown the food yourself and it was grown with love, that makes a massive difference to the quality of food. Chefs know this. I mean, one of the things they know is that the taste that you get in food is definitely influenced by how local the food is, which is one of the reasons why if you go to a lot of chefs and you see what they are cooking, what's on their menus, in many, many cases, they try and create recipes using food that's seasonal and that's local because food that's seasonal and local, um, it's been picked at the perfect time. And so it's got optimal flavors. It's also got optimal nutrients. And those flavors and those nutrients really give the food life. But when we are buying food from supermarkets, particularly big chain supermarkets, and a lot of the food is imported, then a lot of times the fruits and vegetables were picked when it wasn't yet ripe and then it's flown over and it's doing all this mileage. And by the time it gets to your plate, um, a lot of those nutrients aren't actually even there. And so it has less of a va-va-voom than when you have your locally grown food where you know the butcher, you know the farmer, you know that it was grown in your garden and you know that it was made with love and it was put, cooked with love and it was put on your plate with love and you sat at the table with love. And that, my darlings, are is a very simple way of increasing love with very little effort at all. So when I grow to my local butchers, I'm not driving somewhere far to do it because that's not sustainable. You know, I if I get tired or overwhelmed or if it's inconvenient, it's not sustainable. But if I take five minutes after my baby class to go collect the, the food from the farm, farmer's shop or from the farmer's market or from, from the butcher, and I take those five minutes to get the food and then go back to the car, that can change the quality of my meal pretty much instantly. And guess what? Sometimes when the food is grown locally or made locally, sometimes it also ends up being cheaper too. 
which is awesome, particularly given how prices just keep rising. So yeah, those are simple ways we can increase joy when we are cooking. So the invitation for you this week is to think about doing one of those things. Which one of those things stood out to you? I will leave a list of these things on the podcast show notes and on my blog. So if you want to check it out and remember some of the stuff so that you can practice it and implement it, then please do check out the show notes for more information. Anyways, that's it from me for this week. I hope that by the end of this episode, you have found ways to turn cooking, which felt like a chore, into something that you enjoy more and that makes your meals feel as though they are filled with more love and intention and that you get to create more joyful memories for yourself first and foremost, but also for your kids and your family. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you liked it and you're watching this on YouTube, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe. I'd love to be able to share more simple and easy ways we can feel more joy every day. If you're listening to this podcast on another platform, whichever platform you're listening to, please share this with a friend and who knows this may help them have a more fun relationship with cooking for their family too anyways thanks so much for listening and i shall see you again next week